The last time the Eagles met the Cincinnati Bengals, the 2012 season at Lincoln Financial Field, and the Bengals prevailed 34-13 that day. That was the final season of the Andy Reid tenure in Philadelphia. The Bengals were seen as a team on the rise, a team that would contend for Super Bowls for many seasons to come. Well, here we are in 2016, and the Bengals are 3-7-1. What has happened to that football team? Hello, everyone. I'm Dave Spadaro. This is my quick. This is Eagles 360 on a Wednesday at the Novacare Complex. And the reason I bring up that story is to explain the idea of cycles in the NFL. And, Mike, the Bengals may have missed their time. Well, they are talented, Dave, but they're not able to get over the hump. You mentioned it, 3-7-1. Well, that's a football team that's been in some close games, but they're not able to close out those close games. And they're not with A.J. Green, their superstar wide receiver. Gio Bernard, their do-everything running back. The Eagles, meanwhile, struggling. Five straight losses on the road, and now 2-6 and six after that 3-0 and oh start. Mike, we've got five games left in the regular season. Eagles need to turn this thing around starting Sunday. I think the way to turn it around starting Sunday is to run the football. And I think if this is a defense that they can pound the football. This defense is ranked 28th versus the run. They've got one guy that you really have to pay attention to, and that's Vontez Burbeck, the weak side linebacker. But the Eagles can run the football against his defense, and I think that's where they have to start. It takes a little bit off of your young quarterback and really puts it on the shoulders of your big guys in the trenches to win the football game. We will get into the Bengals and the Eagles, our first look a little later in the show. A busy day at the Novacare Complex. Let's get you caught up with everything going on as the Eagles shrug off that loss to the Green Bay Packers. Doug Peterson meeting the media, many players meeting the media. What is the mood of this football team? Let's throw it over to Alex Smith, our Eagles 360 update. Hi everyone, I'm Alex Smith and this is your 360 update. As you can see, it is a rainy day here in South Philadelphia as the Eagles are back at work on a short week after Monday night's game against the Green Bay Packers as they get set to head out to Cincinnati, Ohio for a matchup on Sunday against the Bengals. Today inside the locker room, we heard from Eagles defensive players talking about what the team needs to do to clean up some of the issues that they're having on that side of the ball. I think, I don't think we've regressed. I just think we're kind of doing the same stuff. If you look at the, the games, um, there's a lot of uh, commonality when you talk about what the mistakes were. There's penalties, a couple of plays here or there, um, and all of a sudden the game flops on you. I felt like, um, you know, I was just too tight. And uh, I, it started with me. And I like, if I feel too tight, maybe my teammates felt tight because, you know, I, I'm usually loose. But I kind of got caught up into that. We need these now. And I felt like I could, I could make a difference. But really, it's a team thing. And we all need to just go out there and just play loose and play free. First of all, that's been our strength is we've been able to get off the field on third down and, and get, you know, in those type of situations, give our offense a chance at the end of the game. Um, what goes through your mind, you know, we had opportunities, plain and simple. You know, we, we had opportunities. Um, and I think Fletch harped on, he said it twice, uh, maybe three times, that that's a good, high-powered offense we're playing. Meanwhile, on the offensive side of the ball, the Eagles are also looking for more consistency as they look to eliminate some of the self-conflicted wounds that have plagued the team this season. I think we played two very good football teams the past two weeks, um, and we just haven't been able to fight find rhythm on offense to stay on the field and when we put our defense in situations where they're consistently on the field when we're not con converting third downs or then when we have to kind of get in a rhythm we're pressing at times 
Um, so I think on offense, we just got to focus on finding rhythm. Be, being better on third down is huge. Not facing third and 25, second and 25. I mean, you're not going to be successful in the NFL facing those situations. And if we could, if we could just eliminate those situations from our offense, I think we'll be a lot bit, in a lot better shape. Without a doubt, you know, obviously we, we could have been better. We could have been sharper on third downs. Could have obviously the turnover in the second half on the first drive didn't help the cause. Um, there's definitely things there that we could have taken advantage of. But like I said, after the game, it was just kind of an interesting game with the flow of the game, hard to get in a rhythm. Um, but with, without a doubt, we, we could have been better. Three Eagles did not practice today. That's Jordan Matthews, Ryan Matthews, and Halapola Vati Vitae. But for a complete injury report and to check out all of our sound, from today's press conferences and inside the locker room, stay right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app. Thanks so much, Alex. A lot to get to in the show today. A first look at the Bengals. But when we return to Eagles 360, head coach Doug Peterson, what does he do to make this thing right? He visits in studio next. His one-on-one presented by Wawa comes up next here on Eagles 360. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. You say crazy, I say crafty. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy, crafty, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. Be noisy, be silent, be near, be far, be joyful, be together. Celebrate joy with Dunkin's holiday-flavored coffees, espressos, and donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. Welcome you now to our weekly exclusive one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson presented by Wawa. And Doug, look, this team started out 3-0, two wins in the last eight games. What has the difference been as you kind of look at it collectively, those first three games, the last eight games? Well, one, we've, uh, you know, we've played some good opponents, number one. This is the National Football League, and, and everybody's, everybody's good. Uh, you know, we've had a couple, we had a tough stretch in there where we've caught some teams coming off their bye. And, and then, and then on top of that, we've we've you know just just failed to execute in some areas and and uh, costly penalties, some turnovers, uh, you know, defensively not being able to get off the field or stop people, you know, and and you know it's it's, it's a multitude of things, um, you know, but things that are very uh, very fixable each week, things that we uh, we address every week and and um, you know try to eliminate the best we can going into the next week's game. How much are you challenging yourself and your coaching staff at this point? Well, it's it's all about me, and and it's all about the coaches, and and uh, you know we, we we evaluate ourselves. I evaluate myself after every game, and and, and want to make sure that I'm doing the right things, as I've mentioned before. And you know, it, it I challenge the staff to 
to really, you know, to, to, to buckle down and, and really start teaching and, and get back to the basics a little bit, uh, the fundamentals of football and, and what we did, you know, earlier in the season. And, you know, it's hard to get back there just because everything's changed since, you know, and you're playing so many more guys and injury has taken place. And, and um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's still football. We still, you know, block, tackle, run, catch, throw the ball to our guys. And, and uh, uh, we just got to keep it simple that way. What are you seeing from the defense just these last couple of games? Tough one against Seattle, tough one against Green Bay. Two good offenses, two good quarterbacks. Um, you know, it was hard to, uh, um, it, you know, in Seattle, it was a physical football game, you know, West Coast trip. It was a long week. Um, you know, then coming to Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers, again, uh, a guy that uh, uh, controls the clock, controls the, the tempo a little bit, gets the ball out of his hand extremely fast, hard to get to him, hard to hit him. And same with Russell Wilson. You know, these, these two guys are very athletic, um, can extend plays uh, with their legs and with their arm. And, and so it's, uh, you know, two weeks in a row where, where we've, we've had a tough time, you know, staying on the field offensively and getting off the field defensively. And, and uh, it's something that uh, as we go, we got to address it and, and uh, make sure that we're doing and putting, as coaches, we're putting our players in position to make plays. There are people out there criticizing the lack of pressure from the defensive front, not just the front four. Is that more of a product of the mobility of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, or is it a product that the Eagles just aren't getting home when you want to get home? I think it's a little of both, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the, as I mentioned, Russell and Aaron, they can both um, do a nice job of stepping up into the pocket and or avoiding the rush and, and backdoor, front door things that quarterbacks do and, you know, um, being able to extend plays. And then, and then it's just hard, too, sometimes when, when, when you have – six, seven, even sometimes eight in, in protection where, where uh, you know, you're double, you got a lot of double teams up front, you know, with, and play action pass is really where they, where they can get you that way. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to hold up in the back end when you, when you can't get to the quarterback. So it's something we've got to uh, definitely uh, focus on uh, these next few weeks. We've got to address it. Um, and, and I know the guys are working hard in practice each week to get it done. And, and uh, it's just a matter of, of, of pride and, and making sure that, uh, you know, uh, the guys are doing it on Sunday. When we watch Russell and Aaron Rodgers play, and then we kind of look at Carson and as he develops, what are the, as you, technically, what are the differences between a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and Carson? Are they really significant? I mean, kind of go into the coach speak about this. Yeah, they are. And, and, and really, um, you know, obviously, it's hard to compare those two guys with Carson at this stage because these are two veteran quarterbacks in the National Football League, and, and Carson is just a rookie. But you see some of the same similarities. I, I even, I even compare Carson probably more with like a like a a, a car in Oakland, where I because I was in that division, so I got to kind of see him grow and mature and 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 make some of those young rookie mistakes his first and second year, you know, with that offense. But now you're looking at him, and he's he's very efficient. They've got pieces around him now. Their defense is playing extremely, extremely well, and that's what I see going forward with with the with the future of our football team and and uh, building those pieces on offense and defense and and building them around your quarterback who who uh, is I think is 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 going to be uh, a great quarterback in the National Football League and you know and 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 so right now you know yeah you're kind of still going through some growing pains a little bit and and. But yet, you, you see the strides. They're, they're, they may be small, 
Um, and maybe the, 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 the public or the outside eye doesn't see him right away, but we see him as coaches and, and as things that we continue to talk about with him. And, and I want to make sure that, uh, that, that he understands you know, game situations and, and manages it that way and um, take the shot when the shot is there. And, and again, it goes back to you know, we're asking him to do a lot of things too, and, and he's been able to handle that extremely well, just like these other quarterbacks are doing. So what are those things you're seeing? Why do you think he's going to be a great quarterback? Well, his, his fundamentals are, are getting better. Um, you know, he, he, he's uh, uh, making better decisions. You're seeing him utilizing his backs and tight ends here in the last couple of weeks and, and, and us staying on the field in, in a couple situations. He's managing the run game, getting us from a bad run to a better run uh, that we have in the game plan. And, uh, you know, he's utilizing in, in the game the other day, he's utilizing his legs a little bit when he has an opportunity to scramble. And he's done that here, you know, uh, the last couple of weeks. So those are things that we see. Um, you know, and, and they're small, but they're big in the big big scheme of things and the big picture of things and, and uh, things that you can build on. What will you find out, Doug, about your roster, about your locker room in the next five weeks? I think the biggest thing is is you're going to see the leadership of the football team. You know, um, when you're faced with adversity like this, um, you know, when you, your back's a little bit against the wall, you're going to see who the leaders of the football team are. You're going to see the guys that are really on board with um, – the direction in which we're headed and the, the messaging that you know are, are they are they with the entire the entire program and, that, and that's what you're going to see and that's what you're going to find out that's what i'm going to find out anyway with the, with the football team and and you know listen i i totally believe in this team believe in these guys and, and i don't think that's going to happen I, I just know the culture of that, that locker room right now and the dynamic of that locker room and 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 i don't foresee that happening because this is this is a resilient group this is a great group and um, you know, there's good leadership on this football team, and and uh, you know, we're, we're going to find out, you know, find out a little bit about that, and then we're going to figure out how to win a football game. Last one, Nelson. You backed him off last week. Where are you with Nelson, and what has he shown you? I thought Nelson, first of all, handled last week uh, extremely well as a professional, and um, and and so that that shows me that's a little sign of maturity, and that, that he can he can handle that. And I just wanted him to see the game. With a, with a calmer set of eyes where he wasn't pressed into action and he had to, you know, put a lot of pressure on himself to make plays and, but yet put himself in the, in the game situations where he's playing it in his mind and he's visualizing making plays in his mind and, and um, you know, going forward, well, you know, each week will be a, another, another stepping stone, I guess, to, uh, to, to where we want him to be. And listen, I'm, I'm not down on Nelson at all. I told him that last week. Um, still got a lot of confidence in him, and, and we're going to work through this together. And, and uh, you know, I told him that somewhere, somewhere in these next couple of games, he's he's going to make more big plays for us than 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 anything else. So, a lot of confidence in him, and, and uh, you know, he's handled this thing uh, like a pro. Doug Peterson, one on one, presented by Wawa. Thanks for joining us. Good luck against the Bengals. Thanks, Dave. You here to buy the tickets? Hey, buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Psst, dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. What were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. <laughs> NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. 
Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I stepped to Philly, the Broad Street Line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! You feel better about the food on your table when you know the meat is sourced from family farmers and is spiced using handcrafted seasonings. That's why our family is proud to provide the variety you want at your deli, including no antibiotics ever and organic meats. This is what we were founded on. Because at Dietz & Watson, we've always believed in quality above all else. We welcome you back. Dave Spadaro, Mike Quick here on Eagles 360. Let's take a look at the Eagles' upcoming schedule presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster. For the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Mike, it is very difficult to look ahead. We have, in the past weeks here, projected number of victories in the remaining schedule. I'm not sure it's worth doing that today because this team is one that needs to go on a game-by-game basis. We see the opponents... They don't make you cower at all? No. Okay. But the Eagles need to focus on what they're doing. You know, we said something about that last week, Dave, and it's really about them handling their business, being the best player at every play, every position, and it's about that. And the mistakes that they made, I looked at a stat where the Eagles are averaging eight penalties per game. Well, that's something that you can avoid. Some, some of those penalties are self-inflicted wounds that – they really can avoid, and they have to get away from that. They have to be better at what they do. Fletcher Cox, three big personal foul penalties this season yep. that have cost the Eagles 15 points. So how do you explain it to Fletcher? What is his mindset? How does he pull off and still remain aggressive? I think he has to stay aggressive. And I think the good players, the guys that are going to get hits on quarterbacks, they're going to get fouls like that. They, they're they not always fouls, but it's – up to the official to interpret what he sees. And sometimes it's going to be a foul. Sometimes it's not going to be a foul. I would not take that away from Fletcher Cox. I would tell him to continue doing what you're doing. Yeah, I will hope he keeps it clean here and doesn't cost the Eagles on Sunday. Big game for him and the defensive line against the Cincinnati Bengals offense that is missing some of its major weapons. As we take our in-depth look at the Cincinnati Bengals, we begin at the quarterback position. It's a matchup of the Gingers, Carson Wentz. And Andy Dalton. How good is Andy Dalton? Well, they are. I like Andy Dalton. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in this league. Big guy, strong arm, smart guy. He's mobile. He's not the running guy that that the Eagles have seen the last two weeks, but he is mobile. So if they're leaving run lanes for him, he can hurt them. He can affect them, pulling the ball down. But he has a, a really good arm, and he's got some solid targets around him. How did Carson play on Monday night against Green Bay? I thought he played real well. You know, there are some misses, the interception, of course, um, and I right away I think of a miss that Zach Ertz on a little out route that was thrown behind him. There are some misses, but all in all, Carson Wentz played very well. Carson Wentz just needs a better supporting cast to help him to grow, and he certainly needs a strong run game, and that truly will help him to grow. And that's a good segue to the run game now. Of course, the Bengals without Gio Bernard, so they turn to the combination of Jeremy Hill and Rex Burkhead, these are not dynamic running backs, but they are more of a power running attack. 
and the Eagles need to be ready for a simplified Cincinnati Bengals offense. Yeah, I think the, the front seven of the Eagles and maybe even the eighth guy coming down, I think it's going to be a game for them because the, the Bengals are going to try and pound the ball in the run game. And those guys up front, this is going to be a big test for them. But, oh, by the way, they do have a little play-action game that they'll, that they'll use right after running the football. So, you know, that, I think, is the combination that the Eagles will have to be ready to contend with. At wide receiver, the Eagles do expect Jordan Matthews to play, barring any setbacks between now and Sunday. He's been a quality player. Mike, let's talk about Nelson Aguilar and the decision to back him off on Monday night. What do we expect from Nelson moving forward? Well, I don't think because he took a week off that he's going to be just this great wide receiver all of a sudden. I think that Nelson has some talents. I think that Nelson needs to play through the issues that he's having, and that's the only way to get this behind him. You want to put this whole problem in the rear view. He has to play through it. I would hope that early in the football game, Nelson Aguilar gets involved in the game against Cincinnati just to get him back in the rhythm, back into the flow of football and catch the football. Yeah, just relax and do what you've done your entire life. On the Bengals' side, it's Tyler Boyd as their main threat. Don't sleep on him. A rookie from Pitt, good player, mm -hmm. and good somebody player. who can really torch a defensive secondary. Their main target in the passing game, tight end Tyler Eifert, has battled some injuries this year. He is back in the lineup, and he will be a handful, Mike, for the Eagles' defensive backfield. Well, let's back up to Boyd. You mentioned Boyd. He is a guy that they're going to use in the slot a lot. So that could be Malcolm Jenkins. They're going to try and match him up on a Malcolm Jenkins or, or someone that's playing in the slot and try and take advantage. He's 6'1". He's a real good player at going at the 50-50 ball. So that ball that's in the air, that's one that you got to fight for. He's very good at that. They'll use him. And, of course, you mentioned Tyler Eifert, pro bowler, talented kid. Early in the season, missed some games. But those are the two guys that they have to be concerned about in the passing game with no A.J. Green on the field. And just a sentimental note here, a return home for Brent Selleck. And I know that there are dozens, if not more, of Brent Selleck fans, family, friends who will be at the game. Connor Barwin, his mm -hmm. return to his college roots. Jason Kelsey, returned to his roots. So it is kind of an interesting little side story, all these Eagles players going back to Cincinnati. Take a look at some of the defensive numbers. As Mike said earlier, the Bengals just terrible against the run game, 28th in the NFL. Not a whole lot better against the pass. That defense with Vontez perfect, their best threat, but not a whole lot else, Mike. Really just, they don't, you look at the names and the numbers and they just don't throw a lot of fear at you. They don't, and they play a lot of two deep zone coverage. And with a basic two deep zone coverage, the Eagles have a few route concepts that are built specifically to beat a two-deep zone. Like so, what? Like the dagger. Okay. Like they, they'll run this concept where they'll get the inside receiver to clear, the outside receiver to run, and in cut. And it's worked very well. And they, they get to it in a couple of different ways. So that route and several other routes where they affect the seams with the safety and the tight ends, inside receivers going down the seams, those are routes that can really affect the two-deep zone coverage. And and I expect to see a lot of that in the passing game. It would be so nice for the Eagles to get off to a good start, take a lead on the road, and end this road nonsense. Five straight losses after that win at Chicago. More to come here on Eagles 360. When we return, we go inside the numbers. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Eagles as they match up against the Cincinnati Bengals. We're coming right back on Eagles 360.
This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rico. Enter for your chance to win a VIP office party for you and your company, courtesy of Rico. Visit the website on your screen for more details. Celebrate the holidays with delicious Dunkin' Coffee. Stop by Dunkin' Donuts for two K-Cup boxes for $15.99 or three pounds of packaged coffee for $19.99. America runs on Dunkin'. Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee, and there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Are you feeling all, right, baby? all right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. heck. Let's go out there and give them the one, two. You tell them, Captain. Go out there, and we're gonna really give them the business. By God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip hip. Hooray! Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete, especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Dave Spadaro, Mike Quick here. It's Eagles 360 time now to throw it to the numbers. Alex Smith and Stats Only. Hi everyone, I'm Alex Smith here and this is Stats Only. And as we look back at the Eagles loss to the Green Bay Packers on Monday night, we'll start things off by looking at a play from middle linebacker Jordan Hicks who continues to prove himself as a playmaker in the middle of the Eagles' defense. There's no question that Aaron Rodgers made things difficult for the Eagles' defense on Monday night, not only getting the ball out quickly, but also keeping plays alive with his legs. On a third down play late in the third quarter, it seemed as if Rodgers was about to use his nifty footwork outside of the pocket to pick up another Packers first down. That's where Hicks seemingly comes flying in out of nowhere. Hicks darts in at Rodgers and covers 45.51 yards on the play while reaching a peak speed of 16.96 miles per hour. Hicks finished the game with a team high eight tackles on Monday night, and he continues to evolve into a dynamic playmaker in the middle of the Eagles defense. Next up, let's move over to the offensive side of the ball and look at a play that illustrates just how explosive a player like Bryce Treggs can be, not only through the air, but on the ground as well. On the Eagles' first drive of the game, they methodically drove the ball into Packers territory, and eventually Carson Wentz dove into the end zone to tie the game at seven. One of the key plays on that drive was an end around to rookie receiver Bryce Treggs, who took the pitch from Wentz and sped his way for a key first down pickup. While the stat sheet shows that the run was good for just three yards, Treggs actually traveled 42.41 yards on the play, and in a short period of time, he reaches a top speed of 20.56 miles per hour. Treggs also gets a huge block from Alan Barber, who reaches a max speed of 11.68 miles per hour to help generate a force strong enough to send Clay Matthews flying into the backfield. And to close things out, let's take a look at another key special teams play. 
that continues to prove why the Eagles' kickoff coverage has been one of the best in the league for the past few seasons. After Caleb Sturgis connected on a 48-yard field goal to bring the Eagles within four points late in the first half, the Packers were looking for a big return from Ty Montgomery to perhaps get Aaron Rodgers in range for a late Hail Mary attempt. Looking to make a play, Montgomery takes the ball from one yard deep in his own end zone, but he's met and brought down before he can even reach the 20, thanks to fantastic coverage from three Eagles in particular. Najee Good and Brian Brayman both cover over 54 yards on the play, while Brayman reaches a max speed of 20.35 miles per hour compared to Good's 18.96 miles per hour. Then it's Chris Maragos who's there to clean things up on the play, reaching a top speed of almost 20 miles per hour and covering over 61 yards on the play. And this play is just another example of how disciplined play on special teams has been making a difference for the Eagles. Thanks so much, Alex. We've got one more segment to go here on Eagles 360 when we return. We will get some keys to the game from Michael Quick. How do the Eagles win on the road, get to 6-6, six and six, and make the month of December and that one game in January very, very interesting. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rothman at Jefferson. The Eagles and Rothman Institute at Jefferson are partnering to celebrate the top high school football teams and coaches in the tri-state area with the High School Football Showdown. Visit the website to vote for the game of the week and support your school. Check back daily for new matchups. We can like many, but we can love only a precious few. Because it is for those precious few that you have to be willing to do so very much. But you don't have to do it alone. Lincoln Financial helps you provide for and protect your financial future. Because this is what you do for people you love. Talk to an advisor. Lincoln Financial. You're in charge. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Our final segment here on Eagles 360, Dave and Mike here. Let's get you set up for what's happening on Thursday on the show as we give you our Amorosos on the menu segment. Glenn Mack now in studio with his bold predictions for Sunday's Eagles-Bengals game. Frank Reich and Jim Schwartz talking to the media. Schwartz does not speak to the media after games, so this is our weekly opportunity to speak to him and find out what he felt about the game against the Bengals, or rather against the Packers. And then we go behind enemy lines to find out the very latest on the Cincinnati Bengals. It's our Amorosos on the menu segment. Amorosos, the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Michael Quick. How did the Eagles win? They pound the football. 
I think they get to a solid run game. They run the ball 35 times, 40 times, pound the football in the run game. I don't know if Ryan Matthews is back, but if it's Ryan Matthews or if it's Wendell Smallwood, they pound the football in the run game, keep the ball away from the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's the formula for the Eagles to win this football game. Sounds like Eagles-Falcons part two. Yeah, let's go with that. Eagles-Falcons part two, run the football. You can run the ball on this defense, as we said earlier. That, to me, is the way you beat them. And this is a team you mentioned. They've won three games. So you don't let them feel good about themselves. You take the ball away from them, take the air out of the ball for them. You keep the ball, pound it, beat them in the submission late in the football game. And this is a crowd in Cincinnati that has really lost its fervor for the Cincinnati Bengals. So don't let the home crowd get into the football game. Good stuff, Mike Quick, Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining us here on Eagles 360. I'll see you tomorrow. In the meantime, have yourselves a great Eagles day.